Callie, I need an explanation from you for one of your behaviors. <laughs> because we've talked before about your obsession with like true crime podcasts okay. and Dateline type shows. Mm -hmm. And I've asked you why you watch those and why you enjoy them so much. And you, along with a lot of people who also enjoy them, say that there's something empowering about seeing the story and then knowing that that can't happen to you because you've learned something from it. Right. Well, that's not the truth for me, but I can give you my truth or I can just say, okay, well, for the point of the story. No. What's your truth? Um, my truth is it makes me feel a little normal, honestly. Like it's so, you know, people like to watch things that are so far removed from their own life. Yeah. Like no one that's friends with the Kardashians is watching their show. It's like all of us that can't even like wrap our brains around that kind of like wealth and, and luxury. So with the crime thing, it's like, it's so fascinating because I know nothing about it. Like I'm not a detective. I'm not a police officer. I'm not a crime victim, knock on wood, up until this point in my life. I, it's just so like, I just don't. So it's fascinating. Okay. Can you explain to me why you enjoy unsolved mysteries so much? Because to me, it's spending an hour Digging into a story that simply ends with, and we still don't know. I, for me, I like it because it's nostalgic because it's a show from the nineties that, you know, used to scare me beyond belief when I was a kid. So for me, it's but more nostalgia. But um, the Unsolved Mysteries of the 90s was stuff like Bigfoot and UFOs. Not only that, it was murder mysteries too. I know, but it was like... And they had some UFOs and stuff like that in this one. I just don't watch it because I don't care. Oh, all right. But like the crime ones, it's like it's it's an unfulfilled... But It's here, going to the movies to, to a two hour movie and leaving an hour and 40 minutes. Into yes. It. However, but do you know what I do after the episodes now? Because it was unfulfilled slash also scary when I was younger because it was truly unfulfilled. This one, we live in the age of Reddit. So whether it's true or not, after the episodes, then I go on Reddit and do like a deep dive rabbit hole. And I'm like, oh, because they don't include everything in the shows, obviously, like. But it's still for entertainment and it's a produced show. So then I did like we watched one this weekend and then I went online and I was like, oh, let me see what else I can find out. And there's all this crazy stuff on Reddit. But it's still unsolved. Mm -hmm. It's still unsolved. Yeah. So it's unfinished. Yeah. But I think in my head, I know how it ends. It's like, you know, the ending of like, you know, the last the last the series finale of Friends, like you kind of know how every you don't really know how everybody's doing, but you have a good idea. Reddit is, oh, OK, I kind of have a better idea of what's going on here. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for weekend neighborhood walks with my family. 
My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for perfect Southern weather, which yesterday it was. If you live in the South, this is old news. If you've never lived in the South, especially in Atlanta, there is like a little three week period after pollen's done before it gets super hot. So you can't breathe outside that it is perfect. And last weekend was perfect. I have a bizarre fear or phobia or self-conscious. There's something that I'm self-conscious about and I would like to crowdsource a diagnosis and a way to cure myself of it. Okay. And I think, you know, well, I know, you know what this is, but it's so, I don't think you know how much it frustrates me. Okay. I believe that I am the world's worst explainer of things. Okay. And it drives me crazy to the point where now when I'm explaining something to somebody, I actually start out by saying, I believe I'm really bad at explaining things. So feel free to ask as many questions as you like. Yeah, you do that a lot. And I hate it. Like every conversation. I know. So my first question for you is, am I bad at explaining things? Generally, no. Okay. So diagnose that. Where did that come from? Number one. And number two, how do I get over it? I know where it came from because you didn't used to be that way. It came from your job at Star. You think? Mm -hmm. I know that because you had two bosses in a row that you just didn't. There are people in your life that will come and go in and out of your life that you just don't communicate well with. Like you're just not, you just don't vibe. Right. And you had two bosses that you didn't vibe with. And I think the other people at like your other coworkers, maybe they didn't necessarily vibe, but they could fake it better than you could. And you're like, I just don't understand. So I think at your last job, you felt like the only person that knew what was going on in your head. So you were made to feel crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that made you insecure because you were the only one with different ideas and you, it made you feel like that was a bad thing instead of a good thing. So I would go into a meeting and I would say, we should do A, B, and C. And they would respond with, that's terrible. Even though I 100% knew that it was good. Yes. And so after two or three years of that, I became insecure. I think so. I think a lot of things about that job made you insecure because I think you were sitting across from people and this isn't a knock on the people. It was like just a communication thing. Oh, you can knock on the people. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But I think it's, you know, it's when you're in a room and you're saying something and everybody is saying, well, that's a dumb idea or That doesn't make sense. Even if it does make sense to most people, if the people in your immediate room don't think it makes sense, you're like, well, it must be me. Yeah. I mean, when you left that job, you had the lowest self-esteem I have ever seen you have, and you do not have low self-esteem. Really? So I think that you know that. You know that you felt like you weren't smart. You felt like you weren't a good guy. You felt like you weren't an effective communicator. I don't think that's true at all. So how do I get over it? How do I move past it? And that, you know what, before before you answer that part of it, I think that right there, if that is true, which actually I believe that it is true. But we talked a lot about last week about 
making sure that the job you're in fulfills you mm-hmm. and that the company is as grateful for you as you are for them, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't do that, it could have like, don't underestimate the impact that a crappy work situation can have on the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I think it has a bigger impact than anybody gives it credit for. Well, and if you're think about how much time you spend at work, some people spend more time at work than they do at home. Yeah. And if you truly are a person who can separate work from personal, you know, like leave the office at the office type of person, then you, you I think you're number one in the minority. And I think you should be really grateful for that because I don't think most people can. Yeah, I don't either. And don't underestimate. It sounds so dramatic and I don't want it to be dramatic, but don't underestimate the impact that a tough work situation can have on the rest of your life, even after you've left that tough work situation. Okay. So now how do I get over it? What do I do? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know because I think it's a self-esteem thing. I don't know. If you have ideas for Jeff, 800-434-5454 about how to get your, I think it's confidence, how to get your confidence back. I was on the phone yesterday with somebody who um, does some audio editing for us and there was just, he just wasn't understanding what I was asking him to do. And so we ended up getting on the phone and it turns out that he was missing a piece of software. And so I was trying, the reason I brought this up today is because I was trying to explain to him how to install the software. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you talking down to him? Like he's an idiot. Is he going to think you're an idiot? Is he never going to want to talk to you again? And then I'm like, or, or wait a minute, should I be breaking it down even more? Should do I need to be making them more simple? Why am I so bad at explaining things? Why? And I caught myself about to say that sentence. I'm so bad at explaining things, Did but I didn't. Did you used to say that sentence before your job at Star? No. So it definitely has something to do with that. Yeah, it's a good point. So and yeah, any 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 clinical advice? I'll take it from the crowd before I head back to therapy. I'd appreciate it. Okay, thanks. We talked last week about toxic positivity. Now, well, we didn't talk, but we mentioned that we were going to talk about it. Um, it came up on Jeff's Instagram. Somebody asked at, on one of the ask me anything things, I think on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Did they say what is toxic positivity or they said, are you guys worried about contributing to toxic positivity? And I responded with, no, I think we do a really good job of being the opposite of that. And then so many people asked what toxic positivity was first of all, I feel like that person must not listen to the show and only follow us on Instagram. Maybe or only follow you on Instagram, um, because I feel like we talk about a lot of yeah not so shiny things well, on this show. Well, what was interesting was how many people who didn't know what toxic positivity was, and I think it's important to bring that up because it could be a dangerous kind of scary trap to fall into. Oh, it's totally, I definitely feel like it's a trap. Okay. Toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset and it's a good vibes only approach to life. I lost my, um, 
place. And while there are benefits to being an optimist and engaging in positive thinking, toxic positivity instead rejects difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful, often falsely positive facade. And I think this came about, I don't know what brought the kind of movement of authenticity around, but there was, I would say into the nineties up until what, probably like last year where motivational people, people in the motivational space rarely ever said anything Negatives, not that, but they would say for every solution to every problem in life, there was a positive, help me out, Jeff, like a, like, if you have good energy, you won't feel that way. Yeah. It was really rosy. And I used to be that way too. I mean, for a while, you know, that's why I don't say good vibes only anymore because I just hate that so much. I want to scream. Yeah. Um, but that's why I don't say that anymore. And I don't know if it's that 2020 came and everybody was like, okay, if you're still saying everything is rosy, it's, you, you know, it's this, um, it's this belief that if you wake up in the morning and you say out loud five things that you're grateful for, and no matter what happens, like if you get yelled at by your boss, you're supposed to go back to your desk and say, I'm so grateful to have a job. Or if you get a flat tire on the way to work, you're supposed to say, I am so lucky that I have a car. It's generally and, unrealistic happiness. And you're, and you almost use that to push aside the rage that you have about getting a flat tire because you don't have a hundred dollars to buy a new tire right now. Or the frustration that you have at your boss who yells at you and nobody else in the office, you're not allowed to feel that. Or the response to feeling that is to replace it with positive thoughts. And our belief, which if you've listened to the show for any period of time, is you sit in the crappy thoughts and you sit in the negative place and you, and you can still be grateful, but you're allowed to be like, I am so upset because I was going to spend a hundred bucks on this and now I got to buy a new tire. It, um, I think it's hard because the name of our show is the upside and we do say to look for the positive in every experience. And I've seen in our Facebook group a dozen or more times since we've been doing this, I just got news that my mom has cancer or whatever. Uh, help me find the upside. And the toxic positivity would be, she's going to be fine. You have nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be great. You no, be I think, I think that's, that's an extreme. Like, I don't think it would be, everything's going to be great. I think it would be, you've got to have a good attitude to support your mom through this and help her stay positive. It doesn't acknowledge the fact that you feel like going and digging a hole in the woods and curling up in it for three days. Right. So acknowledging the emotions and the feelings that make you a human being, that's more of like the upside. The toxic positivity is trying to shove those as far away as to not. It's almost like you have like the good vibes only orb around you and anything that might be sad, negative, hard, whatever, just bounces right off your bubble. And that's not a healthy way to live. Like you, for things to change you and impact you, they have to reach you first. So creating a bubble 
a protective bubble of nothing can get to me is really dangerous. And that's why I think Jeff said, you know, in the beginning, toxic positivity is dangerous. And I think it's an easy recipe for burnout. Like I'm not saying that everybody's negative um, because there are some tremendously happy people that I know, T-Bird being one of them. So happy by nature, so optimistic by nature, but you can still have bad days. You can still experience hard things. I got an email over the weekend with a piece of advice for anybody who may have gotten fired recently or something to keep in mind if you ever do get fired. Okay. This, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, jobs and and getting the respect you deserve at your job and, and you know, all that. We were talking about that a lot last week. And somebody sent this quote that her husband said to her after she got fired working at a job for 12 years Mm -hmm. and they called her in and said, your services are no longer needed. He said to her, it is possible to make no mistakes, but still lose. And she was like, whoa, it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. He's, you know, and her email was much longer, but basically he went on to explain to her, like you didn't do anything wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And yes, you lost. Like there are people who are less qualified than you, who are more butt kissy than you, who are whatever, who still have their jobs. Right. And one of them is probably going to be promoted into the job they just released you from. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to to keep in mind that the fact that you lost doesn't mean that you made mistakes or played the game wrong or whatever. It just means somebody who's in a position of authority decided that that person was going to be the winner. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. This isn't a long limb, but, and say, I think as a society, we all generally feel guilty about so many things that are not our fault. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's a part of the wiring for being an American. Maybe, I don't know. For, for this society, like if you get broken up with, even if the person says with complete honesty, it's not you, it's me, you still feel guilty. If you lose your job, if, if anything, it's just so easy to feel guilt, which is so bizarre, you know? Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? I don't know. Obviously something baked in. A discussion point for further, but uh, for further study. So just remember this. If you are feeling guilty about something, it is possible to make no mistakes and still lose. Summer is just around the corner, which means it's time to find activities for your kids. With a KiwiCo subscription, your child gets a new crate full of fun science and art projects every month. KiwiCo really is for kids of all ages. We got the panda crate for Ellie and she loves the toys in her crate and they're helping her development even this early in her life. Let KiwiCo do a little legwork for you this summer. Let them provide the hard work for the projects while you enjoy the quality time you'll have working on the projects together. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid every month. 
Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code UPSIDE. We love KiwiCo for Ellie. You are going to love it for your kid, whether they're age zero all the way up to, well, you could do it too. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if a financial worry is preventing you from seeking therapy, BetterHelp could be a great place to start. Head over to BetterHelp.com upside and explore those financial aid opportunities. Once you have that covered, know this. They have got so many experts that somebody will be able to connect with you, whatever it is you're dealing with, depression or anxiety, relationships, sleeping issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, whatever it is you're struggling with, They're going to match you with a counselor or a therapist who is going to be able to drill down and help you overcome what is preventing you from being completely happy. Of course, everything you share is confidential. It's so convenient because you can have your counseling session from anywhere. And like I said, it's affordable. There are so many testimonials. Check them out at betterhelp.com slash upside. I want you to start living a happier life today because you're an upside listener. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Lots of things can make your workouts challenging, but your socks should not be one of them. You have more important things to focus on, okay? That's why Bombas Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Now, I have been working out a lot lately, and I've done a lot more indoor cycling. And cycling shoes, you know, come up a little further than my normal running shoes. And I needed a pair of socks that were high enough for me to avoid blisters on my heels when I ride. So I bought some new Bombas performance socks. I love them. Bomba socks come in different styles for every sport to keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all of their socks for every pair of Bombas that we buy, they're going to donate a pair to someone in need. And so far they've donated over 45 million pairs. Go to bombas.com slash upside today and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day, the people in your life should be a source of reducing stress, not causing more of it. There is a Robin that lives behind our house. And I pointed it out to Jeff because it was just really cute. It's this little guy. Every time I pull in the driveway or every time I get ready to leave to go somewhere, I see this bird. You've seen him. He's out there. And He's been kind of like the only robin out there, the only real bird I've seen that's going for worms in our backyard. Right. Which is impressive. Jeff and I have actually said, wow, this guy's like really on it and he's getting all the worms to himself and, you know, it's great. So I kind of have felt a connection with this bird. I told Jeff that like every time I see him, I'm like, what's up, buddy? And he's like my pal, you know, Um, or she's my pal or whoever it is. I drive... (laughs) I am driving home a couple days ago and 
I, I am at a stop sign in front of our house and it was from a direction I don't normally come from. And I don't know why I was looking at the front yard. I happened to look down our street. There's probably 12 robins. Oh, <laughs> so I think I have been making this like universal connection with a bird that is seven different birds. Or were they, <laughs> were they all the same size? Were they all full grown? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and they were all, like, one was in the neighbor's yard, one was in, like, the tree, one oh. was in the, um, like, strip of grass in between the sidewalk and the road. And I was so bummed out because I hadn't seen another robin. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I have this bird. This bird comes out to see me when I come home. And now maybe they just have, like, a one-at-a-time rule. One oh. robin at a time in the backyard. I don't know. Anyway, so I feel really bummed out because I thought we had a connection. And, you know, apparently there are 12 of them. And I I feel like I was fooled. <laughs> Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown & Company Jewelers. Uh, heads up uh, on this first one. If you're looking for something to be grateful today for today, I've got your answer. Uh, be grateful that somebody invented toilet paper. Because... Before somebody invented toilet paper, Americans would use corn cobs to clean themselves. Ew. Yeah. Although that kind of makes sense. Yeah. What else do you use corn cobs for? I I think I would probably, if I was going to make a list of things you could use corn cobs for, I don't know that if I got to 300, that would even be on it. <laughs> but, what? I mean, whatever. Uh, number two of my three random things if you have been feeling foggy or exhausted or confused or unmotivated over the past couple months, perhaps feelings that you felt at the beginning of quarantine or lockdown, here's something you need to know. The brain is processing, or back at the beginning of quarantine, the beginning of lockdown and all this other stuff, was processing and coping with a lot of information. Like, learning about coronavirus, understanding what the new normal is, figuring out, you know, just everything that's going on at, you know, learning at home and, and all this working from home and zoom calls and all that stuff. So the brain got very tired. And then over the course of 2020, that kind of became the new normal. Well, now things are starting to become open normal. Mm -hmm. So the brain does the same exact thing. It gets really tired, foggy, exhausted, confused, uh, unmotivated, while it reprocesses and recalibrates to the way things are going again. The shifts are fairly sudden and pretty dramatic. And just because you had gotten used to it before doesn't mean you're not going to have an adjustment period going back. So don't be alarmed. That's my point. Uh, Very interesting. And my third random thing, uh, Chick-fil-A is limiting sauce packets because of a shortage Yep. Uh, Chick-fil-A has a crisis. And I don't want to do this because remember when that pipeline got hacked or whatever, people went out and people were so crazy about getting gasoline. They were putting it in like plastic garbage bags and stuff. So I don't want to create some sort of panic Chick-fil-A sauce hoarding. But here's what you need to know. The company announced on their website that some items will be unavailable due to an industry-wide supply shortage. Some of the sauces are on the list. So Chick-fil-A is limiting one sauce per entree, two sauces per meal, 
and three sauces for their 30 count nuggets. We apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your understanding as we work through this, say the signs posted in the restaurant. I hope that it's not sure it's a barbecue sauce because could you imagine a summer going into summer with a shortage of barbecue sauce all the way around? You mean Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce or just barbecue sauce? No, I mean in general because they're probably – they don't – I would assume they don't make their own barbecue sauce. Like they buy it off of somebody that's manufacturing it. Well, I heard there's a ketchup shortage. So that would be – ketchup is a big ingredient in barbecue sauce. This is the time that all of the people that hoard condiments are like, (laughs) see, I told you one day because there's – I feel like it's usually house divided. There's one person in the house that doesn't want to keep stuff like that and there's one person that does. And finally, after 30 years, someone can say, aren't you glad we have extra sauces in the junk drawer? Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. The guy who owns our house lives in Europe. Our landlord lives in Europe. And he only comes back to the States once or twice a year. Callie and I have never met our landlord. Nope. And he called last week and said, I'm going to be in town. Can I come by the house on Sunday? And I said, sure, no problem. Now, Callie and I uh, have, other than the lake house, have only lived in rental homes. We have known all of our landlords. There is no bizarre landlord-tenant relationship. If a landlord wanted to come over, we'd say, sure. If something broke in the house, we'd call them and say, hey, come over, this pipe is leaking or whatever. Yeah. I felt a tremendous amount of pressure to impress our landlord, and I don't know why. Yeah, I think that's weird, too, because he should be the one that wants to impress us to keep us as renters because we're really good tenants. I know, but for whatever reason, the fact I don't know. Like I said to Callie the day before, I'm like, we got to clean the house. We got to tidy the house. We got to make sure it looks good. She's like, why? I'm like, because he's coming over. Maybe um, you wanted to make a good first impression since you hadn't met. Me? I don't know. But I felt so weird because he comes by and he's like, yeah, I just wanted to take a look. We had to have the um, air conditioner repaired or the heater, whatever. Some The unit, the big unit thing. A unit thing. We had to have the unit thing. That carries on. water and there was water falling out of it. I don't yeah. know. And uh, so he wanted to come by and see what they did to that. So he comes by. We hang out in the garage. He looks at it. I go, you want to look around the house? He goes, sure. We walk around the house. He's like, all right, see you guys later. And he left. And I'm like, I felt a lot of stress for no reason. Yeah, I that. couldn't understand why you were like rabbit holing over that. And yeah. And it's all fine. I think also I would, if I were a landlord, and this is just me being like Cali curious, I would totally want to go inside and see like what people have done to my house and how they live and like just to get a vibe, you know, because you don't know. I'm fascinated by other people's homes. If there were a job of going in and just looking through other people's houses, (laughs) I would love to do that. I would find it so interesting. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Beth. Um, I'm just listening to Thursday's episode on my way home from work. Um, Jeff's talking about the, like, picking a date to plan to leave your job and then 
making the preparations after that. Um, my husband called this the hat over the fence moment, and we've both had moments like this over the last couple of years. Um, he wanted to open his own business, and I decided later in life to go to nursing school. So um, his moment was like renting the building to um, open his business in. And of course, once he does that, he's not going to consider going back to his old uh, work, whatever. And so um, the same with me with school, like I could have waited as we talked about it. It's like there's always a reason to wait. Like you, you want to wait until you have more money or until you have a house or a car or a kid or whatever. But if you do that, then you kind of end up waiting forever, at least as far as I think. <laughs> um, so we are big believers in this head over the fence moment. Like pick your date, pick your thing that's going to push you over the edge and get you to go where you actually want to go. We are so much happier, and it's just been awesome. So go for it. Do it. It's awesome. Love you guys. Bye. So you started your own online store. You're doing what you love. You're selling products that people want, and orders are coming in. Then they're coming in even faster. And now you got to get those products out. There is a company called ShipStation that makes that so easy. With ShipStation, it's simple to import, manage, and send your orders out fast for a lot less money. It's no wonder that ShipStation is the number one shipping software for e-commerce sellers with more five-star reviews than anyone else. You can import orders from any sales channel. You can ship with any carrier using our deeply discounted rates, and you can automate just about any shipping task. Spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business with ShipStation. Ship more in less time. Just use our code UPSIDE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com and click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in UPSIDE. That's ShipStation.com and enter offer code UPSIDE. Make ship happen. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Lisa from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I started listening to you guys after you guys were guests on Amy Purdy's podcast. So that's how I heard about you. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate both of your authenticity. I just finished listening to today's episode about the call that expressed some frustration that the last couple episodes maybe haven't been as upsidey, but I just wanted to share my opinion that I think in order to fully appreciate the upside of things and to live to the fullest amount of joy that the upside has to offer, that we also have to recognize that there is another side to things. And sometimes that's just being real and authentic about the hard things. And I really appreciate that you guys share the hard and the good that is happening. And I think it helps so many people to not feel alone. So thank you for all that you do. And I love the show. Bye. Jeff, are you kidding us? Are you joking with us? Because I heard nothing about Winston Churchill. Um, are you doing an experiment? Or are you just messing with us? Anyway, you confuse me. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm listening to Friday's episode. And, Jeff, I love you. And I think all of your ideas are brilliant. However, with this password thing, I'm with Callie. I'm, I'm driving home from work. I don't know if it's because it's Friday and my brain is just done for the week. But I don't get it. 
it's making it more confusing for me. And the more you guys explain it, the more confused I get. So, Callie, I'm with you, girl. Um, but, Jeff, I do love you. You're brilliant. Okay, bye. Okay, message Weaver. This is Lauren. I didn't think, I mean, I don't expect it to be happy and rainbows all the time. Like, I'm just like, I have no words that someone would even call to say that. Like, it's real. It's your life. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. I really have no words. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're having a bad week, you have a bad week. It's not like I was bummed from listening to you and couldn't go throughout my day. I don't know. But I'm glad both of you are doing better. Goodbye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. I, um, this is Lisa. I was listening to episode 564 um, on the day of the release, and it spoke straight to my soul. It was so good. I'm so glad you guys discussed, you know, not being afraid and just, like, taking that leap. And um, actually, yesterday, on that day that it was released, I was telling my boss that I had found a new job. Um, and I was just really scared to tell her because um, I super admire her and I'm really appreciative for her. But this job that I have just isn't filling my bucket in life. And I um, am looking to make a career change and I've been offered an opportunity. So I took it and uh, it is a little bit scary, but you guys are so right. And you're never too old to um, start something new and make a new decision and make a change for your life. So just appreciate you guys putting that out there. And it was just confirmation for me yesterday before I told my boss that I doing the right thing and I just need to keep on doing what's best for me. You guys are amazing. I love you. I'll keep listening. Bye. Life is short. We spend so much time sweating the small stuff, worrying, wishing, wanting, waiting for something bigger instead of focusing on the simple blessings that surround us every day. Life is so fragile and it takes a single moment to change everything you take for granted. Focus on what's important and be grateful.